Welcome to HagwanStart.com, episode 83. This is Tony Choi, your host, and I'm glad to be here. And it is 2019, and you know, like I said in my other podcast episodes, my Hagwan business closed in 2017. Two years later, I'm still here recording because it's fun, and I like to share what I've learned. And I know that there are people listening. I know that you're there. Uh, but not a lot of people are messaging me or emailing me, and that's okay because you know what I can be quite busy at times. Um, but for those that do, uh, thank you for your uh, comments and your questions, and and also if you're a member, thank you for uh, purchasing a membership. I know that the investment will be well worth it. You'll learn about the Hagwon industry as well as just a small business industry in Korea, and. You know, I can see people. I can see that people are downloading the free ebook that I have made free. Uh, it was once a ebook that was uh, sold, and the, the the ebook is called "To Start or Not to Start." That is the question. Yes, that is uh, the most cheesiest title, but um, I don't know. I thought it was uh, really clever at the time when I made uh, that ebook. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that's the name, and basically, uh, you can tell by the title. Basically. It's a small ebook that kind of just gives you an idea of whether or not this is a good idea for you to start a a small hagwon type business. And uh, in the end, I think it's always a good idea to start anything. Um, you may not be able to finish it, but at least you'll learn something in the process. And in the end, it's not that hard to start a small type of hagwon business, like a kyosubso or a kombuban. Um, and you definitely have nothing to lose. Well, actually, yeah, you might lose some money and whatnot, but. In the end, you'll gain so much, and for the most part, uh, I haven't heard of too many people closing down their uh, kumupang or hyoso business, uh, and that could be just because you know they're embarrassed and they don't want to share it. But anyways, remember that that ebook includes a point system that I created, and now you're you may be wondering, oh, like, well, how valid is this point system that you know Tony created? You know, what does he know? And uh, I'll say I, I I do know quite a bit from my experience. Uh, running my businesses in Korea, um, and also from just talking to a fellow Hagwon owners, other small business owners uh, in Korea, in all, all parts of Korea, and doing different types of small businesses, right? Uh, so I've learned a lot, and um, definitely, you know, check out my other stuff, uh, entrepreneurkorea.com and marketinginkorea.com. Uh, those two resources will uh, give you access to people who have. Uh, who have or or are currently running a small business in Korea? Uh, so yeah, a little a little a uh, update on me. Uh, so as I said, uh, just to re- refresh your memory, 2017, my uh, Kyosuso English Kyosuso was closed. Uh, I explained why in ver- many um, episodes, but mainly because of they were creating demolishing and then creating new apartment buildings in my area. So obviously, most of my students had to move. Uh, and then in 2018, I sold uh, Flower Gift Korea, and basically this decision came because I'm, I'm I was kind of forced out of Korea, right? Um, I'm not able to uh, I wasn't able to uh, what's that word? Extend my visa. I found this out literally the day that expired. Um, technically, um, I stayed in Korea longer than well, not really. I because I I have the uh, the ability to become a Korean citizen, um, so it, it's messed up. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, they didn't extend my uh, F4 visa, 
And uh, so I was living in Korea without access to healthcare. Uh, if I were, if I didn't have a business and I wasn't able to make money, uh, then I wouldn't be able to uh, get my paycheck because my visa would have been expired. So, and I know that there are a bunch of people who have been forced out of Korea. Uh, so, yeah. So I say this to explain to you why I sold my flower gift Korea business because it was doing so well, and I know it's growing even more. And I mean, the ceiling on Flower Gift Korea, it's like, I don't know how high it is, but it's pretty high. Uh, definitely, um, it, it's, it's going to get better. And um, yeah, the money's good. The lifestyle is good too. Uh, and so 2018, sold Flower Gift Korea. And then 2019, uh, sold our home. And then uh, March, if you're listening to this, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but I'll be in Toronto by um, mid-March, early March, uh, where, where I will be a real estate agent. So if you need a real estate agent, and if you trust me, which I think you, you most likely uh, do, then that's basically message me, or you know you can uh, also tell your friends that, oh, you know, my friend Tony, he's a real estate agent in Toronto. He seems like a nice guy, you know, uh, you know message him or email him. And you know, I'll definitely be more than happy to uh, help that person. Um, with whatever questions they have. Obviously, uh, I would get a commission, but if you are buying real estate or if you're going to rent a place, you don't pay any money, right? You only pay a commission when you actually sell some kind of real estate. So if you're buying a new house or know someone's buying a new house, I mean, they don't have to pay me anything. Obviously, they'll have to pay some taxes or whatever, but anyways, yeah. So that's my little uh, sales pitch uh, on my Hagwon Start website. I'm giving you my uh, real estate agent sales pitch and this is something I preach. Um, you know, you should always tell people what kind of business or what kind of job you're going to do, so that people know like what you're going to do, right? Like people need to know that you're going to start a hagwon business one day, even if it's one year later. You don't want to wait till you pay money uh, down. Uh, you know, you pay your deposit. Let's say it's 15 million won. You buy all of this stuff. You have this great plan, and then you finally open the door, and you finally go and you get your. Uh, that certificate that you can teach and then you finally uh, register your business with the tax office and then you start telling people you know what you just missed a literally like months and years opportunity of getting students to uh, come to your school right you want to be telling people now today you know what uh, even if maybe if you even if you aren't it's like you know what um, and you're, you're tutoring your your uh, your your uh, student, and let's just say her name is uh, Mina. Oh, hey Mina, how are you doing? Like, hi teacher. Like, what have you been doing? You know what? I've just been planning uh, for my uh, English school that I will be opening soon. Oh, really, teacher? Oh, I would like to attend. Yeah, you know what? You should come and tell all your friends. I mean, boom, right there. You just got uh, a student because uh, you know who knows if she can attend. But I mean, she might have a sister or. A friend an older friend who may attend your school or and then she might tell her uh, parents oh like a uh, uh, Tim teacher is opening up a uh, Hagwon one day and then you know they'll tell their friends oh you know and and it just spreads like that right so um, and uh, just to remind you I'm gonna be a, a real estate agent in Toronto Canada just to let you know so anyways let's get back to the Hagwon industry and my thoughts on the Hagwon industry 2019 um, Obviously, wages will not rise. 
uh, if you're an English teacher teaching in a hagwon and you're like unhappy, obviously you most likely will be because maybe you've been teaching there five years and your pay has not gone up. And you're just like, I work so hard, man. Like this guy doesn't uh, appreciate me. And guess what? He may or he may not. And But even if he does, he's not going to pay you more or much more uh, than the next person that he can hire. And I mean, when you become a business owner, you even though you want to, um, you know, you want to show your appreciation to your employees, right? But once you actually become the owner and you realize that, you know, profit margins are thin and you don't have a lot of money, then even though you do want to keep, you know, your great employees, you may not be able to, right? Most important thing is to keep, you know, food on the table for yourself and then you'd be able to keep the business open and then you should be able to pay the employees. I mean, if you're having problems uh, keeping your business open, then you're not going to be able to even consider your employees. And that might be you right now, right? And if you are continuously going to teach English in Korea, I mean, it's not 100% stable. You never know. Like the, the government can uh, take out teachers, right? Uh, not too long ago, they got rid of the Gangnam district. Uh, when I was uh, a teacher in 2012, uh, they had a separate hiring, uh, I guess, team for the Gangnam district. Uh, now they got rid of it and then Epic does everything. And then, I mean, there are some still some schools who probably have native English teachers in Gangnam, but uh, a lot have got rid of them uh, in Seoul, um, I believe. In high school, a lot of high schools got rid of them uh, a few years ago so I mean in you may there may be a little less jobs in the public school sector uh, but in the private school sector um, I would still say yeah the, there are still some jobs um, but the question is how good is the job right how stable is it and um, how many people are trying to get that same job right I believe and even still I've been saying this for the last couple of years, more people will be willing to work for less money. Uh, just in general, if you look around, uh, people aren't like trying to get the most money in their jobs. Like there are people like that, but then there probably is, I don't know this, I'm just like saying from what I'm seeing, right? So I'm not giving any statistics, but from what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling from people that I talk to, people are willing to work for less for more fulfillment. So you might have people coming here uh, because they just want to travel, right? They want to be close to Asia. Oh yeah, Korea is a great base point for me to be so that I can go to Thailand and the Philippines and I can just, uh, and it's really cheap there, right? Um, so they're not really going to be that picky about everything. They'll just be happy to get any kind of job in Korea, right? There are those people. And another thing, you know, Hallyu, K-pop, right? Uh, Korean dramas, they're really, really hot, man. Like, People, I mean, I'm, I've been saying this for the last couple of years, and and I, I would I would read forums, and I would even share. I don't write in forums that much anymore, but I mean, people are like, oh, like, uh, I don't think you know, K-pop is the is a has anything to do with uh, teachers getting paid less and whatnot. I mean, no, it does. It's it's correlated. Obviously, it's not like cause and effect, but you know, because I was in the I had a flower business, right, and that business. 
uh, we sent flowers and gifts to celebrities for fans. We got a lot of orders like that, and they're getting even in, in the new owners. They're still getting a lot of orders, and it, it shows that people all around the world love K-pop. There are people, and it's not just like uh, you know countries where English isn't the the first language. I mean, there's a lot of people in the U.S. There are a lot of K-pop fans in the U.S., Canada, Australia, all these countries where there are English teachers coming that may want to take over your job. I know maybe you're here and you're like, you know, I really want to teach because I love teaching. Well, and you know, maybe the the people who are coming, they're coming because they love K-pop, not because they love teaching and they they want to make some money while they're here. Now, it doesn't matter to your employer uh, if you love teaching and the other person just loves K-pop because obviously no one's going to go to their, their interview and be like, you know, I'm coming to Korea because you know, I'm trying to become uh, a big K-pop fan. You know, I'm, I'm here to follow around BTS. You know, it's my dream. You know, obviously they're not going to say that to their employer. They're going to say, you know, I want to teach English. You know, I've been, uh, yeah, I, I love teaching ki children. And then, you know, lo and behold, uh, you know what? They get the job and you know what? They're always going to K-pop concerts and whatnot. And that's cool. That's fine. It's a free market. Now you need to understand that there are people who are willing to come to Korea for less because they're not just here for the money. And the reason why I say this is, look, the pay for English teachers is not going to go up. Honestly, I don't think it's going to go up ever. And if you're going to live in Korea long term, you got family, uh, maybe you're getting married soon, or maybe you're married, it's time to start your business. It doesn't have to be a kongupang or a kyojupso. It can just be tutoring, right? And then you can just um, segue into uh, that, into being a... Uh, a transition that into a small business and then look maybe you don't like uh, your business after a year or two that's okay do another side business just like I did uh, something that you enjoy I don't I, I didn't enjoy making flowers I but I saw a great opportunity and my wife and I we capitalized on that and we we you know we did all right for ourselves um, but you know you can do other things on the side I know people who have side businesses uh, maybe they're a side photographer and maybe they make some extra side money doing some freelance photography uh, you know, during the day they run their social business, and then at night they go around, and then maybe on weekends they take some photos or whatnot, right? But having this small business uh, gives you uh, not only the uh, freedom to kind of create your own schedule, but it also gives you the experiences to be able to uh, become a freelancer or become a small business owner or an entrepreneur, right? And it's not that risky. If you think about it, especially if you are a teacher in your area and people know who you are because you already have a lot of potential uh, customers, right? So, and this goes on to my next point with the Hagwon Industry Thoughts, and I still believe this anyone can start a Kyosuso or a Kungupang, right? It's not that hard to start it. Of course, it's not that easy to create a successful Kungupang or Kyosuso, right? It's gonna take work, it's gonna take a lot of work. Right, but you're gonna enjoy doing that work, right? Because you would rather be working on your own thing than working for someone else on their, uh, for their business or for their sake. Um, also, maybe you you won't have to uh, be. Maybe you're being abused by employer, uh, verbally, you know, or you know, maybe they're taking advantage of you, you know, they're bullying you. Uh, then you can start your own business, and then you know, you, then you'll get bullied by uh, parents. <laughs> To some extent, right? Uh, but most parents are, are they're cool. But you know, you you will get that. Uh, but you will actually have the choice to 
you know, to no longer accept that parent or that student at your, your uh, school. And that's something that you have to use your judgment with. Uh, another thing, 2019, uh, I said this, I talked about this a little bit in my, uh, in one of my answers in the Q&A for the 2019 starting a Hagwon for members. And I really think like considering large Hagwons, right? Like maybe, you know, where you have to invest at least a, like a, over a hundred million won, uh, 200 million won. I really think you, you can no longer do that. Uh, in 2019, uh, unless you already have a small type of Hagwon and you want to further expand that, or if you, uh, have a lot of money and you are able to hire the best teachers but even finding the best teachers I mean the best teachers won't work at a new Hagwon uh, at a new neighborhood Hagwon uh, where they don't even know the people because they know that you know what if it's new then there's a chance that they're not gonna be able to get students and whatnot so starting a actual Hagwon in 2019 is the worst worst investment so if you're listening to this and let's just say you have like $200,000 US and you're like, you know what, I'm going to invest it all in a Hagwon. I would say don't do that. You know what, maybe invest that money in some stocks or uh, some bonds or, you know, some GICs or whatever. Um, or just, just keep it for now and, you know, get a job. You know, you, a Hagwon a Hagwon type business, especially if you don't have any experience, is just the worst investment for 2019. Um, now this, like like I said, if you are expanding your current Hagwon that you already have, like a Kyosu or a Kungfang, then go for it. It could be a good decision. But if you're going to start it from scratch, the days are over starting a large Hagwon from scratch with a lot of money, um, especially if you don't have, uh, if, especially if you're unknown in that area. Unless it's huge, right? And it's like, uh, like, uh, you know, millions of dollars US and then you hire the best teachers, that's different, right? But then you'll be like uh, having a loss every year for like five, 10 years probably, I'm thinking. It'll take a long time. So if you're, if that's you, like you have that kind of money, you're probably not even gonna listen to this podcast. So anyways, um, another thing to think of 2019 uh, is there are gonna be less and less students, right? Just like there are less children being born there have been less children being born the last couple of years uh even last year so many universities closed i mean maybe you're listening to this and you you know a friend who was teaching english at a university and you know they thought they had like such the best job three months vacation oh like life is awesome and then finally uh you know last just last year or maybe just last month uh their their, their university closed down like just suddenly and they're like they're out of a job they can't get a job Right, and then what options do they have? Well, you know they have a lot of options that they can do, um, but it's it's important to know that universities are closing, and this year, 2019, I have a feeling that more universities will close, and I'm talking like small universities, not like Seoul National University or Yonsei University, right? But small ones, uh, usually out kind of uh, outside of Seoul and stuff. Um, so if you're at one of those schools, uh, you know, and you want to stay in Korea long term, maybe consider um, starting a Kyosupso or a Kungupang business or, you know, work on your side business. You know, there are a lot of small business owners in Korea, like English speaking small business owners who are doing their own thing and they're doing OK. But you got to do something, right? You can't just sit there and just do nothing. Um, so 
in conclusion, Akiososo is a great business that you can either grow to expand or you just create it so you can have some freedom and then so that you can do some side hustles, right? Maybe work on some side things. Maybe you start selling things uh, to people uh, on eBay or wherever or uh, you know on Shopify or or Etsy you make some stuff you know like these are you you, you have to be doing things um, so yeah that's just uh, some of my thoughts on 2019 um, I just want you to know that I went through the uh, how one startup guide and I updated some parts some parts may be a little outdated obviously the laws it's just the general information what you really need to do is you really need to uh, go to the education office that you're going to start the school in and you really need to ask for the laws and honestly I wouldn't be uh, surprised if their most recent update was like four or five years ago because um, it's just yeah it's just not like a, a lot of care is being put into this uh, Kyosuso laws that's what I think or, or Kongba's laws and like I said, I also included a audio answer about starting a Hagwon type business in 2019. Um, also, the, the Q&A section also includes the um, starting a Hagwon in 2018 with uh, little money. I, I also shared that. And if you have any questions about anything, uh, email me, message me. Um, I won't be in Korea for the most part. I'll be leaving. Uh, I will be in Canada uh, March, early March. So depending on when you message me, I may or may not be in Korea. Uh, but email, you know, email me and I'll get back to you as as, uh, as soon as I can because I'll be busy uh, being a real estate agent in Toronto. So if you need a real estate agent in Toronto, you know who to call. Toronto, Canada. All right. See you in the next episode. Bye.